Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Church of Christ, where our goal is to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. Good morning, church. Happy. That was a good, good morning. Well done. We're starting off 2023 real well. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah. So, uh, happy new year. And how many of y'all, by a show of hands, stayed up till midnight last night? Whoo, we got some party people up in the house. Okay. Uh, uh, let us know in the comments if you're on the, the stream with us, if you stayed up. I maybe, I'm just imagining maybe y'all stayed up the most since you're on the stream. I don't know. Um, so I, I tried. I didn't though. 1115, I was like, uh, 10.30, my body just starts like, uh, nah, you're, you're, we're done now. We're done now. So, um, so glad that y'all are here this morning. So uh, with a new year comes new beginnings, right? New opportunities. And, and if you're anything like me, the, the turning over of a year is just something that does in me some optimism for what the future could be. Because we all know what 2022 was because we're, we now said goodbye to it. Right. And, and so in our time together today, what we're going to do is something we've done since I've been here is at the end of a year, or I guess today it's the beginning of a new year. We're going to do a little bit of a review of what the church has done as, as a body, what, what we've seen God do through us and in us. And so this is going to be not a normal sermon, not a normal uh, Sunday morning experience, but we're going to be able to just count uh, what, what God has done and, and hopefully uh, the Lord would spur in each one of us some gratitude for what God has not only done in our church as a whole, but, but what you've seen him do in your life individually, in your life as a family, and uh, in, in your life in work or, or in just simply in your walk with him. Um, hopefully this is a time, I think it's really helpful for us to reflect on what a year was. What, what we could have learned from it and what we want to take with us into a new year and what we want to leave behind in that last year because there are going to be some things that we just would rather be maybe not even in the rear view mirror. We just want to get so far away from it we can't see it anymore. Amen? But there's going to be some things in the windshield where we're headed um, that if we have a direction, we want to see God move in it. So uh, a, a time of new beginnings, that is exactly what the early church experienced um, on, on the day that the church was born, we call it the day of Pentecost, um, Peter is preaching to the masses. Jesus has already ascended to the throne in heaven and he told him to go out and be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And, and Peter starts to preach a message to the masses. And as uh, he does this, people were cut to the hearts and they believed in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Lord and Savior um, of the universe. And they surrendered to him. And they asked the, the, Peter and the rest of the apostles, hey, what should we do in response to this good news um, that, that, that God has done through Jesus? And, and the people told them, Peter and the apostles told them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift. And that gift is the... Uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then they started to respond. And this is what we see in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 41. It says, So those who accepted his, ma- his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, 
and to prayer. I just want to stay right here for a minute because this is the beginning of the church. This was a moment in time where the, the early church was born and people's lives were changed. That, that this was the new beginning that some of us look forward to. I know some of you are just like, it's a, it's the new year. It's just a new day. It's January one. It's just a day like every other day. But, but when you surrender to Jesus, that is the day that changes your life forever. And that is what the day was for them. Uh, it wasn't January one, but it was a day of new beginnings. And it was a day where not only did they have a new conviction and a, and a new relationship with the Lord through Jesus, but they had a new way of life that they entered into. And this new way of life is, is uh, characterized by these things that they devoted themselves to. I'm curious, in a new year, what are you going to devote yourself to? What are the practices, the habits that you're going to devote yourself to? Because a lot of us, we, we make New Year's resolutions. Actually, probably not a lot of us do because we've had too many moments where it didn't get past January, right? And we're just like, oh, well, we broke that already. Uh, it must not be for me. But, but there are things that we can devote our lives to, devote our heart to, devote our, our time to in this new year that when we look back a year from now and we're taking account of what God did in our lives in that year, we can, we can look back and be thankful that God met us in those moments where we devoted ourselves to these kinds of things. So if you don't know what you're going to do for this year, I would encourage you to make these things in your, in your windshield that you're going to strive to drive toward in your life. What, what do we do? We, we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. What does that mean? We, we devote ourselves to the Word of God. What has what God given us in, in his word? We devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. In the New Testament, and we see in the Old Testament how God was leading everything to Jesus. And in the New Testament, we see what he has done in history. And we see that he is working in our lives through the Holy Spirit right now. And we are looking toward that day where he's going to return. So we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. We devote ourselves to fellowship. How are your relationships? How did your relationships go in 2022? And could they be better in 2023? I know they could be for me, and so we're going to devote ourselves to the fellowship. Has your time in church been consistent? Has your time in church been, been where you, you come expectant for God to show up? Because have you prepared your heart for the things that God could do if you just had an open heart for him to give you something that he needs to give you? Or have you come with a closed heart? We, that's part of devoting yourselves to the fellowship. Being in a community group and, and being a part of it, not just being in it. Uh, serving alongside of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Devoting yourselves to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to having meals together, to, to, to coming together and having communion together. Uh, there, there's something beautiful and powerful when, when we practice hospitality when we welcome people into our homes and into our lives and, and we, we cook a meal and we just share it together, to, to devoting our, ourselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. See, see, our relationship with the Lord is two-way. It's not just us receiving from Him uh, in, in reading His Word and learning from Him in that way. That is very important, but that should drive us to a yearning to experience Him on an everyday level. And that is done through prayer. That is done through asking him to do things in your life. Are you attentive to your life enough to where you would have something to ask him to do? If you were like Solomon and, and God said, hey, I'll give you anything you want, anything. 
Have you given it enough thought to ask for the right thing? Solomon asked for wisdom. And God granted him a lot more than that. To, to devote yourself to prayer. Not just to get something out of it, but for, to ask God to move in someone else's life too. Uh, so these are the things that we want to um, devote ourselves to as a church body because we see this being the pattern from the very beginning of the church. Which is, by the way, as a church of Christ, Christian church, like we are part of the restoration movement. We're not part of a denomination, but we're part of a movement of churches that decided we want to devote ourselves to becoming more like the early church. Before we had all of these splinterings and these denominations, we wanted to devote ourselves. What do we see in the book of Acts? Where, where it was really the account of the early church. That's what we want to be. That we want to, we want to, we, we, we want no creeds but Christ. We just want to be focused on Jesus and following after Him. And so that is what we are as a church. That's our history. And that's why this church was started 101 and a half years ago. And so we're gonna, we're gonna devote ourselves to those very same things as a church who's going forward. So, okay, let, let's, let's account for what God has done. So those people responded to the message and they were, what is that word, church? They were baptized, right? They were baptized. So um, I want to show you some things. This is going to be very informational. It's not going to be so preachy. Um, but if you go to the next slide, you'll see a graph of our yearly baptisms for the last four years. Um, for the last four years, from 2019 to 2022, um, we have seen this year, this past year, in 2022, the most baptisms in our church in the last four years. And church, that is a reason to clap. That is a reason to celebrate. And those 14 people were both teenagers and adults. Both people who were raised in the church and people who weren't. Both people who, who uh, have had a good experience in church, a little bit of a messy uh, experience in church, and sometimes some church hurt. There have been uh, moments of new beginnings in our church family this year and over the last four years for reason to celebrate, and that is good news. And we're, maybe we start to pray and ask God to move even more in the, the lives of the people around us, and maybe, maybe just maybe, that that person you have in your in your workspace, or or uh, the p- person you know um, at that restaurant you frequent, or, or whatever, those people that you know, um, maybe your invite, simply your invite to come to church, would change their life and give them a new beginning. Because that is that is what happens when the Lord gets a hold of people, and and He's asking you and I to simply be vessels for communicating His love to people. Um, and, and you can invite someone to church and, and, and you can have conversations with them about that because some of you m- maybe not feel like, okay, I'm just going to go to someone and, and give them the whole gospel right then and there. And I believe that's something we should do and you can do. Um, but, but maybe a simple invite to church. People are open. You just got to ask and be willing to endure maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds of discomfort. But, but wouldn't that be worth it? If their eternity has changed. Yes. Amen. So for the last four years, we've seen this number uh, uh, ra- rise and, and it's been good to see. So this is something to celebrate church. Uh, next thing, uh, I want to just show you some of the things. We count things that are really important to us. Um, and I want to show you, obviously, baptisms. But this next thing I want to show you is our community group numbers. So we're big in, in this church about being better together and getting involved in circles, not merely rows. Because when we are rubbing shoulders with other believers in Christ, um, 
no matter what it is that we're discussing, we are, we are giving ourselves the opportunity to do the things that the New Testament points us to time and time again, and that is the one another commands, to love one another, to bear one another's burdens, to spur one another on to good works, and, and to love one another, to be able to, be able to go through uh, the, the lives and, and the, the, the life of our, uh, of our lives alongside of people as we serve one another and show people the love of Jesus. Um, so we've had 121 people in community groups, and that is spread across eight different groups meeting in our community. And, and we have a goal this year to uh, multiply multiple groups so that more people can have a space where they can find belonging, and they can find accountability, where they can find growth and, and opportunity for that. Now, church, you have to understand, um, our groups are getting quite full. Like our community groups aren't, aren't being coming as much small groups as they're kind of being like medium groups. Um, so one of our goals this year is to raise up new leaders to multiply some groups so that we can have more people in our church experience this real life tangible effect of being better together. Um, so if you're a part of a community group, start to, to start to ask yourself, ask the Lord, could, could I do this? Could I facilitate a conversation? Could I, could I take the lead and, and pray for people and, and open up my home? Or maybe, maybe you're not open to leading it, but you'd be willing to open your home for a group to meet. Like, just ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do? Um, this is great, but we want to see that number grow. Uh, next thing, more numbers, just some, some, uh, more numbers to consider. Um, our attendance numbers for 2022. Um, 211 people was our weekly average, and uh, it's been quite interesting in uh, just church leader spaces for a lot of us pastors talk to each other, and, and it's been very interesting to see the drastic swings from attendance, um, that, that you can have 50-person swings from one week to the next. And that is, that is, I believe, uh, an effect that COVID kind of disrupted a lot of our habits. And, you know, that was also just a trend anyway um, from the last couple of decades that church attendance, by and large, in America has been on the decline, especially on what we de- deem a regular church attender. Uh, it used to be like, you know, six times a week. Because, you know, the church would have all kinds of things going on throughout the week. And it would be the expectation that you would be at literally everything. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, maybe a couple of things uh, in addition to that. And, and, and now, you know, once, twice a month is the norm. Um, but I would encourage you, let's, again, devote ourselves to the fellowship. So 211, that's, a, that's a versus 172 in 2021. So we're seeing the upward trend, um, but we don't believe God is done with us yet in reaching more people in our community and allowing uh, more of us to be devoted to Jesus and to the fellowship. Uh, because there's just something different when we're, when we're with each other versus when we're not. Um, so financials, because obviously that is important because we've got bills to pay. We've got ministry to do. Um, just big picture, through the month of November, we had total offerings brought in 474933 which was a little bit under our budget, but our expenses also came in under budget. This is, again, only through November because we uh, get our reports. We're cash-based um, uh, 
church, and so um, we, we get those uh, a month after. So we need to wait till that month is all done to get those numbers. So through November, we had $451,983 in expenses. Some of that comes into play from our, our Thanksgiving offering because we did a special offering for that, if you remember that, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, uh, because we've got some additional building repairs to do that we've not actually spent the money on yet because the crews have not been here Yet, So that's where some of that discrepancy is in there. Um, and so uh, next thing, one of the things that we are really, uh, we thrive in as a church is our missions giving. Um, the, you know, we have a, a monthly mission of the month and, and um, we also have budgeted finances for missions each and every year. But we also have a number of people as part of our congregation who do designated giving for missions. And so if you go to the next one, you'll see that we gave $73,710 given to missions. That's both um, designated and budgeted missions giving through the month of November. Um, that, that is remarkable because we, we believe here as a church that um, while money's not everything, it is a resource that can allow um, people to make a difference in the, in the lives of people all around the world because they have resources we want to help them because we are not only for Wells County, but we are for the world. And if you've not looked out here in the, in the foyer hallway, there is a map of, of the, the world and there are all of the missions that we support on uh, different frames next to it. The missions team did a great job of getting that set up so you can go and check that out. They have monthly reports that you can read to see where our money is going when it comes to missions. And uh, so it's not only that we're focused on the mission here, which we are, we're focused on the mission globally because Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we want to be focused on our mission here in Bluffton, in Wells County, in, in this region of Indiana, and to the ends of the earth. And so that is what we have done. So that's reason to celebrate as well. Here's some more highlights. Um, some of these um, are, are just, I asked the, the staff to contribute to some highlights that they experienced. So, uh, by the way, if you can't read all of this uh, fully, um, I, I'm going to make this whole thing a PDF and make it available this week. So be looking for your email. I'll also post it to our homepage on the website, fccfamily.com, if you wanted to be able to review this as kind of like an annual report. So we had some important conversations uh, throughout this year. We did the Triggered series, and we all survived, right? Um, if, if you weren't a part of that, then go back and watch that. We, we had discussions about these topics, um, a, a lot of different topics, sexuality, politics, deconstruction, race, science, and gender, some very important topics that our culture is having, uh, some conversations, and we had those conversations both here on Sunday mornings and in community groups, and we all survived it. And, and so I think that's just a testament that we can talk about hot-button issues and, and not get to a point where we lose our minds, but we do it in a thoughtful and Christ-honoring way. Amen? So we, we had some important conversations, and, and I'm sure we'll have more important conversations this year as well. Um, 70% of our students are serving, 70% of the normal uh, engaged students on a Sunday night and Sunday morning are serving in different ministries alongside of adults. And that just, as a former youth pastor, that is something that warms my heart because too often times uh, we have teenagers growing up in the church, but they are segmented 
out of the, the bigger body of the church. And then by the time they graduate, they're still looking for some kind of youth group. And they're not acclimated with what it looks like to be a part of the big church, as we call it, and, and be rubbing shoulders with adults. That is a beautiful picture when, when teenagers and adults can be serving alongside of one another. That is a beautiful picture of how the church is supposed to operate. We're the older generation mentor and invest in the younger generation. And we're doing that because our teenagers are taking a hold of that, that conviction to serve one and attend one. In many ways, uh, they are setting the example for all of us, older, older folk, uh, for what it looks like to be on fire for Jesus. So that is a great news. And then we, we relaunched CORE, which if you're not familiar with CORE, CORE is our experience where we help people get acclimated with who we are as a church and also equip them on how to grow in their relationship with the Lord and use the gifts that God has given them because God has given each one of us a gift by the Holy Spirit to be able to use that for God's glory and for people's good. And so we allow them, we help them understand how God has gifted them and get them plugged into the various um, experiences here in the church and give them the tools they need to thrive in their relationship with the Lord outside of simply Sunday mornings. So core, we had 12 people go through that in August. We're going to give more attention to that here in 2023. Um, so if you've not gone through CORE, then when we talk about CORE and we have signups for that, be sure to get signed up. Okay, next slide. Um, we had the Thanksgiving offering. I alluded to that earlier. Uh, church, you guys, did a, we, we did a great job as, as a family to raise $22,800, and we tithed that $2,280 to Great Lakes Christian College to help them financially to keep on their mission in Michigan to continue to train future church leaders and, and marketplace leaders uh, who want to make a difference in the kingdom of God. Um, so that's what they're doing. We sent that to help them. Um, this Christmas meal that we just recently did, we, had, we served 60 families, uh, a total of 210 people through those families, and we served 160 bags of food for their Christmas meal so that they could have uh, the, the pieces, the, the ingredients that they needed to be able to prepare a Christmas meal that they would be uh, grateful for and be able to feed their family. So church, great job on serving those. Many of you participated and delivered those meals and you could see the impact that that made on them because you could see their face when they received it. Um, we, we recently, this year, we repaired our back sanctuary wall um, and we repurposed the balcony, the old balcony, to be used for our production and office spaces um, so that we can continue to invest in our live streaming capabilities. But, you know, the, the primary thing, which they're, if you look back there, they're raising the roof back there. Um, they're, they're pumped about their new space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it was very important to us. We felt like if, you know, if the building has walls to keep the walls up. That was important. Like, right, it's a pretty good decision, I think. Uh, we can all get behind that. So that was all repaired, and now we have upcoming a, a similar repair, a little bit different, but a similar repair to happen in the front. And we'll talk more about that as we get closer to doing it. But we've already got some some finances given toward that through the Thanksgiving offering. We're really grateful that we all see the need to have that be repaired as well. Um, okay, next slide. We, we also had some really cool uh, opportunities through our second annual New to You clothing event. 
um, that, that Luann Shively had this dream in her heart to bring this to our congregation here in Bluffton that she experienced at the uh, church she was at prior to coming back home. Um, and it was a huge success providing free clothes to families in need. That happens in the fall. They've got plans to expand that as a back-to-school kind of thing to help families in need to have more of the supplies that they need um, in addition to clothing. So that's going to expand and grow, and we were able to serve a ton of families uh, in our area through that. Another highlight, especially for our staff team, and if you're involved in the children's ministry, you know that this has been a blessing already. Uh, we were able to add Kaylee Patterson and Luann Shively to the staff team in, in part-time roles in the children's ministry, and they have done an absolutely great job. They, they have uh, equipped our volunteers. They have uh, made improvements to the processes and the organization, and they are doing a great job, and I'm so excited to see how God continues to work through them. Um, additionally, we launched the Thrive Deck. We did a number of things to promote our vision of building thriving homes and thriving spheres, and that all facilitates and flows out of a thriving relationship with God. And so we, we launched this new thing called the Thrive Deck. If you've not uh, gotten a, a copy of the Thrive Deck, we've got them available in the Welcome Center. I think we're asking for a $10 donation for them because they, they are very well done, which means they weren't cheap to create. But these are, uh, when you get the Thrive Deck, this is something you can do with your family maybe once a week or something like that. You can take out a, a Thrive Deck card, and it's got a little challenge that will allow either you as a single person or you as a family or you as a couple to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Something that's going to encourage you in your relationship with the Lord or in your home or in your spheres is going to give you a challenge. And we've got a little Thrive story to share with you. Um, from Teresa Dustman, who, who took it upon herself to take on one of these Thrive cards and actually do the challenge. And this is her story of doing that. So go ahead and watch this. Hi, I'm Teresa Dustman, and this is one of my Thrive stories. The first Sunday in June, I pulled the Thrive card to spend time thanking God for his creation. During your Sabbath this week, read Genesis 1 and 2. Rest and look out your window in awe of him. Bonus. Admire his creation in his creation. Take your Bible outdoors or somewhere beautiful. Well, that's an easy one. So I went to the state park, parked in that first parking lot, and read the story of creation again. I headed out on Trail 5, which is over five miles long and circles the park. As I started walking, I determined to keep my mind on the creation story and how my senses were experiencing his creation for the whole walk. God really met me during my time there. It was a humid day. So to feel that humidity on my skin and contemplate God dividing the water from the water made me not grouch about the discomfort like I normally would. I turned a curve on the trail to see a doe a few yards ahead of me. I stopped walking and we just looked at each other for a while until she flicked her tail and bounded into the undergrowth. I saw butterflies flitter past me. I saw squirrels and bunnies and chipmunks and the powerful bison. I saw tall trees near the bison enclosure that I'd never noticed before. They had hardly any branches on their lower trunks, but rose above the other trees with deep green tops, like they threw aside everything that hindered them 
and just reached up to God with everything they had. I savored all the shades and shapes of green and wondered at both the miracle of human eyesight and God's remarkable love of variety. I appreciated the aroma of pines as I tramped through stands of evergreens and the wonderful smell of campfires as I traveled behind the campgrounds. The chatter of squirrels surrounded me throughout as well as hearing them scuttering around in the leaves. I tuned into the calls of birds, both ones that I recognized and ones new to me. I reveled in my body, how God designed it to move, how the air I breathe supplies my blood with oxygen that is taken to my muscles so I could keep pumping along. God is so very awesome and beyond our understanding as much as we try. His complexity is astounding. My mind often tried to wander into problems or plans for the week, but I did much better than normal at taking that thought captive and returning to my purpose on my walk, to honor God. It was so good to just immerse myself in enjoying Him and His handiwork for that hour and a half. While I enjoy time in nature often, and God frequently teaches me about himself outdoors, this experience was truly outstanding. God really met me in a special way that afternoon. So it's, it's moments like that where we can just simply be present to what God has done and be more aware of the presence of God and the work of God. And so thank you, Teresa, for doing that. That was amazing. And Erin for doing Can we just thank her for sharing her story? She's obviously a gifted writer, and uh, Aaron did his magical work on the camera. And that all originated from her just being willing to fill out one of our Thrive surveys, surveys that we periodically send out to us, especially if you're involved in community groups, you know that that's part of uh, one of the rhythms that we do periodically. And that was just her saying, hey, I've, I've, I've had this experience through the Thrive Deck, and we just reached out to her and said, hey, would you be willing to share that story with the church? Y'all, if you have a story of God working in your life, whether it's big or small or somewhere in between, share that with us so that we can share that with the congregation. Share that with others. Share it with your community group. Share it with the people who are around you so that you can encourage them in their walk with God. Okay, so some, I wanted to review some of our goals from, from this past year and the progress that we made. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly um, and because I want to make sure that we uh, just don't, you know, don't turn this thing into an hour-long presentation. Okay. 2022 goals and progress. The first thing was to get 75% of, in, of adults engaged in community groups. So if you, if you do some simple math, and this isn't perfect, but if you do some simple math, 121 participants in community groups versus 178 average adult attendance, which the 211 adult atten- or attendance that I gave you factored in kids as well. So if you just take the adults on the average attendance, that is 68% which is great compared to what a lot of churches experience, but we're not quite there yet. So if you're not involved in a community group and you want to, you feel like the Lord would uh, bless that time that you have with other believers in Christ, then let us know. Go to the Welcome Center and and we will get you plugged in. Um, Next thing was to implement discipleship groups within the leadership 
Um, and these are wrapping up. We're almost done with a full year of this, and it's been a great success. And this is something that we're not really promoting as like some kind of program or anything, but um, this is going to be something just kind of underneath happening organically, but it's been a great um, success and a, a great way for us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And then the expectation is for us to go out and do this very same thing with a few different people. Um, and so that you, you, some of you may hear about that. And if this is something that you're like, I really want to be a part of this. I want to go deeper Then let us know. We would love to get you involved. Um, so the next thing is 75% of adults and teens serving. Um, we are very close to this. A lot of you serve. A lot of you serve not only on Sunday mornings, but in a, a variety of other ministries that happen behind the scenes throughout the week. And we're so grateful to all of you who serve, uh, in the name of Jesus for God's church and for his kingdom. So if you're not serving, let's talk over in the Welcome Center, and we would love to get you plugged in. Another thing that we had a goal to do was to create a facility and property strategic plan. And uh, you'll hear more about this in 2022 because we've got a lot of things in store, um, but we're just not ready yet to unveil all of that. So just be uh, on the lookout and keep your ears uh, ready for when we share more about that. All right, next, next uh, grouping, the next three, we had a, a goal to embed and invite culture into our church to encourage uh, all of us to invite people to church. Um, we, we've got more work to do on that, so we're going to give more attention to it. The next thing is to continue to push our Thrive vision. It's one thing to say, hey, church, we have this goal, and then to never talk about it again. We've done a lot of things to try and continue to, to put this in front of us as a focus and a goal, not just as a church overall, but for each one of us in our lives that hopefully you're starting to see the, the, the worthiness of having a goal to thrive in your home and your sphere that flows from a thriving relationship with, the, with the, the Lord who created you. Hopefully you're seeing that as a worthwhile endeavor and focus in your life. Um, so there's more work to do, but I believe we've made uh, a lot of progress and done a lot there. Um, and then the last one was to expand our reach digitally, and that has uh, happened all across all platforms that we are available on, um, on online. Now, let me explain to you why that's important, just, just because some of you may feel like, well, that's just, okay, whatever. It's just online. It's digital. It doesn't make any difference. Here's the thing. In our day and time now, the, the front door to every church is not that door or that door. The front door to every church is your website and your social media presence. That likely, if you are somewhat new to this church, that before you ever stepped foot in it, you heard about it from someone, or you did a Google search and you found it, and then maybe you even watched a sermon, maybe you looked at the, the values that we have, that you know the things that are on the website, maybe you checked out Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, and, and you probably did some due diligence before you decided to come. That is many people's stories who are now a part of our church. And, and the reason why we wanted to expand our reach digitally is because we can be a, a first step in someone's journey with our church is likely going to be digital. It doesn't always have to be, but if most people are on social media and on the Internet, then we want to be there too. And we want to be a, a presence there so that we can encourage people to start that relationship with the Lord. So that's why we focus on it, not for it to be the end-all, be-all, it's just a part of the strategy to be available to people in our community who are searching for the Lord. Okay? So, all right, next thing we want to share with a few <clears throat> family ministry highlights. And then we're getting real close to being, being all wrapped up and we're going to sing to the Lord and uh, go on our way for a great 2023.
First thing, student ministry growth. We had 45 different uh, individuals, teenagers, join us on our Sunday night youth, ex- youth group experiences, 45 different ones. That is amazing. So please, if, if you don't, whether you have a teen in the student ministry or not, um, whether you're involved in that or not, please be praying that that, that would be a, a growing ministry. Um, Taylor's doing a great job. So many student leaders who are stepping up and making a difference in that ministry as well. So please be praying for them. Speaking of that, student ministry leadership, we had three students go through a leadership program that uh, Taylor led through in 2022, and they're going to be doing that more in 2023 um, because we believe that, that teenagers can make a difference not just when they you know, graduate high school, but they can make a difference now. Uh, make a real tangible difference in the life of people, in the, in the life of this church, in the life of the people they know. Um, and so we want to raise them up. And then the children's ministry team, we have, we've seen many servants stepping up and, and are working together as a team. Kaylee and Luann have been very excited about the camaraderie that's starting to be created, the, the, the working togetherness, the collaboration. And so um, they are looking for more people to continue to invest in our kids. So if, again, if you are looking for somewhere to get plugged in, then let us know. We'd love to get you plugged in with our kids. So looking ahead, um, I've got some very general things, but these, these really are the lifeblood of what we do as a church. Uh, Our mission, we're going to continue focusing on our mission, to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus. That's That's why we exist, to help people love God and to love people. And how do we do that? We love God and we love people and we give space for people to understand and experience Jesus. We're going to continue focusing on our vision of building thriving homes and spheres. We're going to continue focusing on our values of being uh, people who are Christ-centered. That is uh, why we preach sermons. That's why we do community groups in the way that we do. That's why we give you opportunities to get on Bible reading plans. That's why we, uh, that's why we exist. That's, that's what we want to spur you on, to be a Christ-centered individual and a Christ-centered family. And we do that also through being better together, which is why we do community groups and why we want to spend time fellowshipping together. Uh, we, we are built to last, and built to last is simply meaning that if uh, the church is going to be built to last, that means that people's households need to be built to last. That means we're going to focus on marriage, we're going to focus on relationships, friendships. We're going to focus on what, it, what does it look like to have a thriving sphere in our lives is because we're going to be built to last. And if we have uh, families and households and individuals and single people all uh, thriving in their relationship with the Lord, that will allow the church to continue to grow. We're going to continue to be four wells and looking for new ways to do outreach in our community. And we're going to continue to raise up disciple-making disciples. Because you are, if you follow Jesus, you surrender to him, you are commanded by him to make disciples of him. And we want to equip more and more people to, to know, okay, here's, here's what this can look like. And, and, and you are equipped to do it. But some of us need to be encouraged to just do it. So, like, who are the people in your life that you could pour into? And, and just like Mallory said, follow me as I follow Christ. You have a walk with Jesus where you would be willing to let someone follow you as you follow him. And if not, then let's, let's get more in tune with him. And by the way, you, you probably have further along the journey than someone in your life. And you can have them join you in the journey. Uh, we're going to focus on our steps. Read the Bible. We've got a really fun and, and, and exciting initiative that we're going to do. One thing that we try to do every year is to give you a new opportunity to experience the Word of God. Now, I know that some of you have had a struggle to like 
you know, get into a Bible reading habit because you're, you got, you got work, you got, you got serving, volunteering, you've got a family, you've got all these things that are full that make your calendar full, right? And it's hard to add another thing into it. And I get that. And so we've got uh, an initiative we're going to be rolling out here soon. That's going to allow you to get into the word of God, to dwell in the word of God while you're in the car, while you're doing the dishes, while you're mowing the grass, you know, while you, or while you're, you know, shoveling the, the snow off your driveway, those, those things you're already doing to be able to engage with the Word of God through that. So we're going to be talking about that a lot more here soon. Um, so our steps, read the Bible, join a community group, serve on a team, practice generosity, help others take core steps. We're going to focus on all of those things moving forward. And church, at the end of the day, here's what we want to do. We want to grow in our walk with the Lord and we want to help others experience the Lord and to grow in Him as well. So hopefully in this new year, you're up for that. That's what's in the, in the windshield of all of our lives to pursue those kinds of things. And I hope and pray that you're going to devote yourself to that. That you're going to devote yourself to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer in this new year. Those four things. And I believe at the end of 2023, you'll look back and have a lot to be grateful for on how God showed up in your life. Amen? Okay, church, let's stand and we're going we're gonna to pray and sing. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us and giving us a way to be in relationship with you, to be a part of this church family. Um, God, it's, uh, it's an honor for us to be able to call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, help us, each one of us, to know the steps that we need to take uh, to grow, to pursue you more, to be able to be more present to the moment and not so worried about the future. Help us to be able to just, like, like Teresa did, to, to take some time to just notice what's around us, notice what you've already done, and to be able to just be thankful for it. God, I know there are a lot of things that we have as concerns, a lot of things that we'll have as challenges in this new year. But God, we know that in the, even in this new year, no matter what it brings, you are still on the throne. And we're going we're gonna to live as if we know that to be true. We're going to keep taking steps of faith and keep trusting you throughout whatever it is that we go through. We love you, Jesus. Please hear us as we sing out to you. We pray in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit FCCFamily.com.